When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Hump Day, episode 564. Um, <laughs> I, was, I don't know why people, I mean, I know why they call it Hump Day, but I'm not sure um, what makes Wednesday any different than the rest of the week. Um, today we're going to talk, we're going to give you a short little clip about an eight minute clip of office hours for things that we do in teachups.com. So come over and join us. Um, office hours, one-on-one calls, all those great things that uh, you can be part of. Uh, also go over and check out Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You will not be disappointed. Uh, go over and check them out. And like I said yesterday, go over and subscribe and like to our, to our podcast and, and leave a review. I read every one of them. I would really appreciate them if you like these podcasts. It's it's one way that you can give give back to the podcast and uh, give back to our community. So go over and check that out, and let's head all to the podcast. All right, hi everybody. No one's shown up yet. It's six o'clock. So what I'm going to do is answer a couple questions that um, TeachHoops.com members had, and then if someone jumps in here, we'll. Uh, We'll take their questions too. Um, question number one, best way to get kids to watch the ball on defense in man-to-man so they can switch and rotate. So I always talk about happy fingers. So when I'm teaching when I'm teaching um, them to be able to watch the ball, I always make them point to the ball and to their man. Um, if you ever come to one of my practices, you'll hear me say, butt to the basket, because um, a lot of times they'll get turned and you all, it doesn't matter where you're on the court, you want your butt to the basket because um, you want to protect the rim. Um, but as far as them being able to watch the ball on defense, you know, I'm always, I'm always having them point at the ball and their man, especially when they're starting out. It's kind of like, you know, like the old wild, wild west with two guns there kind of thing and always have them pointing. Um, and that will, that will allow them to get kind of those rotations and to be able to see things um, from both ends, to be able to see both, um, the ball and their man. And so that's why they call it ball you man. It's that small little triangle that you always make. Um, 
but butt to the basket is a big is a big teaching point that I think um, coaches at any level can do. You always want your butt to the basket. You always want to be as low as the lowest man. Um, so those things. That's question number one. Number two is um, how do you get young players um, to hey uh, to fill the ball and to read and react? Um, so I think that question, coach, I'm answering a couple of questions here that I had people email me. Um, how to get young players to fill the to the ball and read and react. So what I do is I use painter's tape to put um, all the spots on the floor. Um, and then when it's a lot easier for them to fill those specific spots. So I'm always talking about, um, it doesn't really even matter what offense, you probably have key spots that you want them to be in. Um, but uh, so I, I use painter's tape because you can put that on basically any floor and rip it up and it won't do any damage to it. Um, and I use like five for, for me, for read and react, whether we're doing five out zero in or four out one in, um, I'll put those, I'll put those X's down and I'm always kind of emphasizing, um, th that they get to one of those spots. My guys don't even do that. And, you know, we've been running it for a long, for a long time, um, waiting for cutters. So when we, when we teach read, read and react, we're basically, I've, I've simplified it down to you pass, you cut and you find somebody to screen. It is literally that simple. Um, so you pass to, to one in, obviously they got to fill the spot. So we were just talking about, uh, but you know, it's, 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 it's not a, if you watch NBA or NCAA, it's a pretty, most of them are pretty simple offenses. Um, you know, there's ball screens, there's horn sets, there's all those different things. But, uh, what you really want to do is, um, you know, what do you do if you have the ball, if you don't have the ball, you should be moving and, and filling a spot. Um, if you do have the ball and you pass it, then you're going to cut to the basket. We've shortened that cut to, to one or two steps. Um, and then the next thing is, um, uh, so you pass, you, you, you cut, and then you, we, we set some sort of screen at that point. Um, so those are, the, those are the things. I'm just answering some questions that people asked before. My audio isn't working. All right. Here, Eric. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on attacking a box in one when the one is our point guard, uh, or, or if it's a big, so we had that, we actually had this problem a couple ways. So, um, I like to, to do two things when someone's running a box in one at me, I, I, I bring them toward the ball. <laughs> um, so if it's a point guard, then I'm going to bring somebody up and screen and I'm going to make them make choices. Um, you can also use them as a decoy and get them away um, and then basically play a four-on-four four game. Now, it depends on what kind of box and one that they're running. If they're running one, then they're full denying. Um, then I, I tend to put them, you know, I'll either have them uh, ball screen, I'll have them do something with the guy that, that doesn't. So if, they're, if you're being box and one and they're following, let's say they're following me around, I might come set a ball screen and then make them make a decision. What are you going to do? Are you going to help on that ball screen or are you not going to help on that ball screen? So I'll, I'll bring them to the ball sometimes. I'll also, you know, put them in a corner, um, put them in a high, and basically do a four, four out. Um, if it's a big, it would work the same way. Um, the question is, can you win if that person doesn't score? And hopefully the answer is yes. <laughs> um, if you can't, then you have to get some motions where they can get some, some screens. Um, to be able to get open uh, because if you're screening the person that's being boxed in one, 
again, people are going to have to make decisions. Are they going to help on it? Or is that person just chasing in, in full denial? So um, I think those are the two things that I've done in the past that have worked really well. I, I love when people box in one or triangle in two because then it becomes a, a, a four-man game at that point. Uh, so I'm okay with that. It's just if, it, if it's your point guard and they're bringing it up, I would definitely do think, think like a horn set where you put two guys at the elbow, maybe set some ball screens. That way they can kind of – they're basically playing one-on-one and you're, you're guarding me, great. Um, and then how are those guys in the top of the box going to react? Are they going to help on that really good player? Or are they not going to help? Um, and then the person that's kind of setting that screen on the top of the box in one um, can can roll, can can because there's going to be space. Um, what we have done too is um, kept them at the top and just run kind of run a motion where we got everybody kind of cutting through that zone. Because again, if the, if the person they're boxing wanting is cutting and the rest of them are cutting, it's a difficult task. Is, does that make sense? Um, so. Put over in the chat if you have any any follow-ups to that. Uh, yeah, the motion, I'm telling you, I I like, I like we, we run a wheel set where we have guys just kind of cutting through, but I like the, the a lot of cuts. First of all, zones don't like cuts. They don't like movement. So even if the guy is bo- getting boxed in one is cutting through, if everyone's cutting through, eventually you're trying to find open space. I tell guys it's like running a, it's like driving a truck you know, if you if you if you drive to that open space, drive drive to where there aren't bodies. That's the same thing with the cutting. Um, and if you do that, then there tends to be a lot, you know, a lot more openings. Um, it's good. It, it, look at it, <laughs> Eric. Look at it the, at the at the other way in the sense that you have a player that that, <laughs> that they're boxing and wanting. That's good. You know, usually it means they can play if they're, if someone's willing to do that. Um, that they they have somebody. Um, I'm reading this last question I got from a member here. How to get similar age kids to wait for the cutter before driving. So, um, you know, the driving part of the read and react is great. I sometimes take that away at the younger ages. Um, you know, he, I, I have a variation, which we, you know, our, our read and react is kind of a fist and our, um, when we want to dribble or quote unquote dribble drive, we'll call it like open hand. So I, I kind of take dribble away from them. Otherwise, they're always dribbling and we're clogging up that space for the cutting and the read react. Um, so I hope that, I hope, uh, Steve, that answered all your questions. Um, Eric, you have anything else? I didn't know if this would be a good time. I'm going to try, I'm going to try one-on-one calls next week and then um, maybe try, I'm going to try some different times for office hours just to see if different times of the day or things work better for people but um, let me know if you have any other questions over there Eric on the side all right let me know Eric you can always email me too um, if you have any questions all right I'm gonna I'm gonna end this one and uh, we'll talk soon bye hey coach hope you enjoyed that make sure you subscribe and like leave a written review we love those written reviews a lot Um, also I would ask that you work on your craft just like we ask our players to work on their craft go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better and then if you're going to do any shopping click that Amazon link down below use that bookmark that all right talk to you soon bye Sports Social Podcast Network